now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. All right, let's get this day started. And I got a lot on my mind. In fact, I literally have sat here for 30 minutes um, having the conversation with myself. And I realized, wait, you're supposed to be podcasting. I was actually searching for a couple of links I wanted to share with someone. And I had so much, in, what is it, intrepidation? Um, meaning I wanted to share, I wanted to give the advice, but then I didn't. Have you ever felt like that? I said I, I would not do that in 2020. Just I'm, 2020 was literally my fallback year. Like, um, I'm, let me put this phone down so I don't keep moving it around. Um, I literally said this was going to be my year to like, just kind of fall back because there's something about giving a piece of advice and I don't, and, and and yes, I do give a lot of it unsolicited, but I give it to I give it unsolicited to others because I get asked by so many. I get asked every day, all day, how to do stuff, how to do this and that. Because I've I've been around, I've done a lot and so forth, and uh, i also wrote a couple of books about how to do stuff. So I get asked a lot, and then um, I get asked by people. Um, what I'm learning is. Give the answer to those who ask. And sometimes you just get burned out or you get burned by those who ask. Because there's some people don't like people who ask all the time, you know. And there is a segment of people who go around. They don't necessarily do anything for themselves. And and yet they end up with everything done because they ask. And I think there are a number of people who trying to let that ass come up and out of them into the universe. And you see people who don't ask, and you just want to gift them. You know, you want to give it to them because, you know, the people that oftentimes are more often asked, you know, they they are some of the, the worst personalities that we have to deal with. And when you answer them, it's like so many words trying to come out of my mouth right now. Um, when you answer them and you know that they don't appreciate it, they just basically want to, they're just taking advantage of, of some behaviors. And those behaviors are, the, the takers are taking advantage of the givers, right? And they don't realize that they exude this something that none of us can stand. Like none of us can stand, people don't like them. Um, and yet they, not necessarily, I don't want to say like the winners, they're like sore winners. They're winning, but they're still mad because they didn't. They 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 thrive on taking advantage of people. So the people whom they are often out here trying to take advantage of, those people then turn around and try to redeem themselves from being taken advantage of and do something for somebody else, thinking that they're gonna go and do it for people who appreciate it. But the people who ought to appreciate it and do appreciate it don't really do a damn thing with it, right? So we sit we sit around thinking that, and I, I guarantee this this happens every day, all day. Cause I have had I had I had a phone call once of somebody had witnessed a taker and they called me and they said, that should be you. And I was like, well damn, you know, but I'm not I'm not cutthroat like that. I'm not willing to bowl people over. I'm not willing to take advantage of people. You know, I got this thing called a conscience. And many of us have con- have consciousness, and there's a lot that weighs heavy on our conscience, um, and it 
we start dealing with it and processing it the minute we get out of bed. I was making up my bed and trying to put myself mentally in a place where I witnessed some taking and I'm like, okay, how do I fix it? I'm like, why do you, and and then look, the other, the thing on my shoulder, whatever you want to call them. It's like, wait, why do you have to fix it? Why do, wait, why do we have to be involved? Why do we have to get involved in that? We don't. And I came out of my bedroom and I noticed I said I was making up my bed so that I don't get back in it. Right. Uh, So I can go ahead and start this day because I'm waiting on a delivery. So, um, and I had to say to myself or, or, or that part of my conscience said to me, we don't have to involve ourselves into that, but still something wanted me to redeem myself or redeem or, or do something about something I witnessed. So I said, well, I'm going to go, you know, do an act of kindness. But then while I'm trying to do the act of kindness, I'm worried about how the person's going to perceive it. Cause I know how I perceive something when somebody comes and tell me that I should be doing what somebody else is doing because I deserve it. And, and, and I'm better than that person, you know? And I'm like, that beha- I don't want to be be involved with that behavior, but that's that's a that's a step. That's a step in how we are out here processing life. Because what happens is, I know for me, I end up going to look. Like they say, "Oh, you should be doing what this person's doing." I go look what they're doing, and then you see that you see how you're different, right? And sometimes it's just simply because you want to be different, because you have a conscience, because you're not as cutthroat. You're not, you're just not, or you have a fear or an anxiety or, you know, there's many millions of reasons why you're not doing what somebody else thinks you're doing, but then they're not doing it either. So you wonder like, okay, well, the difference between them is, and and, and I'm speaking as one example where somebody literally called me and said they saw somebody operating something at a particular level and and thought of me. And I'm like, okay, well, the difference in the the messenger, the difference in that person is their messenger was different. That person that went to them and said, hey, um, not only should they be doing it, but they had the means to help them do it. Whereas this person was just making an observation and I didn't feel good about it. And I'm like, why did they, why did they call me? What are they doing? You know, you get that, what are they doing? And you, it's a cycle. You, you, do, do, do you feel that it's a dirty cycle? So I, I almost want to go delete this inbox message that I sent because I feel like I just did what I don't like done to me. And, um, uh, but I, I know that this person is trying to accomplish this thing. But oftentimes we don't we don't take well to unsolicited advice, and it, I think it was unsolicited, even though we have kind of an exchange of here, here's my expertise, here's my expertise, here's an idea, here's an idea. So I know that it'll be received. I don't know how it'll be received because they have some of the same anxieties and fears that I have, right? So while and 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 here's an here's another thing. If that sensory is happening, meaning that if the caution is there for me, it means stop. So I stopped. I still went ahead. Someone said, go ahead, share the link. But there were so many flags on this thing. So many flags. And uh, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Listen, the way we feel about something is more often than not right. It's more often than not correct. It's correct. When you 
feel that little bit of pause. And uh, and I, I had another I had a discussion with another friend who has a that level of expertise about what is that? Is it truly is it a fear or is it a true intuition when you are getting ready to act on something? Like how do you truly identify when something is just a simple caution? When something is overthought, you're overthinking something, when something is a true intuition. And and she said to me, and this is Angela, by the way, in case you want to catch us on our Leading Women podcast. And I was asking her, I was like, how do I know when something is truly, is me procrastinating? Is me just having anxiety? Or if, if I'm just, if it's a true thing to be a cautionary tale. And she said, um, I remember her talking about, well, if you're procrastinating, is it that you're just tired, you need rest? And if you rest and you still don't do it, uh, then it's probably something else. Uh, if it's fear, you feel fear. We feel fear. You know, somebody I heard, I read somewhere or saw some saw an explanation about a stomach ache. When children say their stomach hurts, that their stomach doesn't really hurt. They're they're getting the first signs of anxiety. You know, and, and anxiety. They have anxiety about something. If a child says my stomach hurts, and it it's usually like you know, people kids would say my stomach hurt when it was time to go to school, you know, and parents would shuck it off as you just don't want to do what you got to do. And it's like, no, it means that they need a, they need a full on explanation. They need some clarity and kids don't know how to say, I need clarity. And adults don't know how to say, I just need clarity about something because you've been told, we have been told, I won't say you, we have been told that everything is something else all our lives, that everything is not what we actually and factually see it to be all of our freaking existing lives because the one thing about being human there's always somebody else trying to tell us to get in step with everybody and not everybody should be in step with everybody somebody should be going the other direction somebody should be going at a faster pace somebody should be going at a slower pace but there everything about us and human behavior keeps thinking that we all need to be moving at one accord we don't even need to be on one accord there should be somebody in the room that challenges everything brought to the table there should be somebody in the room that says wait a minute is this right is this correct if even especially when 80% of the people are just just taught and programmed to be silent about everything. So yeah, you ought to be that one person. I ought to be that one person questioning. I got up question whether or not I should help somebody. Yeah, you ought to question whether you should help somebody because you don't know if they're a taker or if they deserve it. You know, an act of kindness, their act of kindness out here every day, all day. And how many times have you seen somebody walk away from a kind person with a smirk or a grin because they feel like they got over on that person? I've seen it. I've seen it a lot. Wrote, wrote many of stories about it. I've interviewed a number of people who were out there doing good. And people, they're people. I've watched people in a room. I've been in these rooms. I wrote a book on networking. And I, I wrote how to spot these people because I have literally sat and watched people identify each other from across the room. I've watched, I've observed the ill-gotten games, you know, that are played in networking, in rooms, in rooms of people. I've seen people um, run, run game, you know, run, run game. I've seen people actually acts of kindness. I've seen a person on one side of the room do something nice for the person on the other side of the room and didn't even want them to know it. And see me, see me seeing them and give me the hush. Don't. 
they don't need to, they don't need to know. And that person going on not knowing that that person just hooked them up, hooked them up. And I've also seen that across the room that person that just ripped them off, right? I, because that's what I've done over 20 years of blogging. That's what blogging is. I don't know what you think it is, but that's what it is. It's human behavior. So it's it's study. It's a study. Of, it's it's analogy. It's the study of human behavior. You've got to understand, full well understand human behavior to sit down and interview interview people, and and. I've gone into rooms where I have had to interview probably 10 people back to back. And in, in interviewing those 10 people back to back, I could not, and many people do, and you were like, well, I could not use the same model or style of interview. Some people, you know, you got to pull it out of them with a needle, like a, a needle in a haystack. Others, you can ask them one question. They'll pour out everything else. You, you literally leave with that one question. Another one, you got to dig and dig and dig and dig and dig. Right. Because people are are different, even though we're different, we still fall into these categories of human behavior. And I've come out of that room and I had a phone interview one time. I literally fell asleep on the phone like the person was like so boring. I was like, wait, am I dreaming? I literally woke up like, wait, am I dreaming? Was I just did I just was I just dreaming and realized I'm still on the call. They just. And I'm and I never I don't think I ever ran that interview. I don't think I ever ran that interview because it was just that bad. But then there are others. Just a few mere words could could just you hang on their every word because they just they they are so giving. You know they know who they are. They know what their purpose is, and they don't mind if you share a little bit to help them shift you know as angel would say they're trying to they're trying to pivot but then there are others like i said even myself i know when somebody says somebody gives me a little piece of advice i'm i'm an examiner you know i'm like wait where'd that come from why 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 give it to me and and it takes me years to process it to hear it right Somebody can say something to me, but because I'm always so preoccupied and I'm still processing so much other stuff, it takes me a while. It'll come back to me like I sit there and say, oh, I remember I heard this or somebody said this, that, and the other. It takes me a while to act on it. And that's frustrating to people who are giving because they don't see it till later. And then you forget where you got it from and then you don't attribute them and then now they're mad. <laughs> Human behavior is it's enough. It's the reason we can't get out of bed. It's the reason why a lot of us have and experience all that anxiety. And we reach this point about 15, 15 seconds to 15 minutes into this. Um, but just understanding that that's just another another uh, scenario in these cycles of life and in our behaviors and things like that. And we have to learn how to identify these things because here I am, um, seven months into a year where I don't want to help anybody. And, I, and I'm I'm literally fighting it, just like trying to give that, drop that stuff in that person's inbox. And I'm literally fighting it. And I'm, I'm probably at the end of this, I'm going to go and if they haven't, if the re- read receipt's not on, I might even delete it as if I didn't even say it because it's such a, it's first of all, it's such a bad year in 2020. And I don't want them to perceive that as me saying, I don't think that they are doing enough. I'm just advising them that I think that what they're doing is on uh, the wrong platform. Um, And I know that platform is hot, but 
it's not hot no more. <laughs> There's another platform. People in that lane have moved to another another platform. And that was my suggestion to them. But I don't want them to think that I think what they're doing is not working. Because when people say it to me, I feel like I'm not. But um, that's me and who I am. And as a matter of fact, they, they have the same numerology number as I do. So hopefully they, they won't misunderstand or misconstrue it. But I'm worried about it because that's my nature to worry about. It may not even be their nature to worry about. They may see it and say, hey, yeah, let me try that. Let me just go try that. And that's what I love when you when you offer um, some advice and people jump right on it. Uh, I had a speaker at one of my breakfasts, and he said uh, that when you, he said, don't waste their time when you go to these people for advice. There's a there's a uh, a YouTuber uh, in this soap industry, and man, she is f- fully transparent. I love watching her her videos, and uh, she re- responded to one of my comments today, and so we had a really nice exchange. And I was asking her about a technique because there there's a technique that a lot of people are overly concerned about, and following them, I've developed the same angst and overthinking and over-concern that they have. And then when I asked her if she does it, she was like, I never do that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Because I feel like I never want to do it because I've, I've seen a couple of them, you know, when they're done, they're done. They push it to the side and move on. But then there's these others, they, they obsess over all these various steps. And I'm like, Man, I'm not trying to obsess because I have other things I have to do. I can't obsess over that all the way. I need to do it, put it aside, and go. And I noticed her outcome is amazing because in between in between the uh, the things that others obsess on, the outcome is still the same. In fact, the outcome is better because it's not filled with all of the anxiety that overthinking brings. And I have discovered something like there's a beauty. Let me just talk about soap for a minute. There's a beauty when the soap is is still in the batter form, what we call wet soap, right? I discovered something the other day. I had a soap that I, I really didn't like. And so I said, we'll use it here at the house, you know. And uh, so when I started using it here at the house, I noticed in the shower, I was like, oh, my God, this bar is absolutely beautiful. You know, once once that rubbed on a little bit and got beyond what I thought was the flaw of it, and basically the the color, I ended up having to um, blend it a little bit more than I than I thought I would, and I didn't like the outcome. I didn't like the color of it. But while showering with it, the beauty of it came out, and I was like, and I felt totally different about that bar because I had obsessed with it because it was it was. Um, kind of a promotion bar, meaning that, not promotion bar, but it was a technique that I had to learn. It was a, I was learning a technique and I kind of failed at it. I didn't fail it, actually. I did amazing with the technique, but I forgot to put the fragrance in it. And so I could have kept it as a unscented bar, but then I was like, no, I really want the scent in it. So I had to go beyond the technique to correct, you know, adding the scent to it. And, uh, and it ended up still coming out nice, but then I, I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could push it as something to sell, but except when I started showering with it, the beauty of it came out. And that is why I think she is so confident 
right? Because you have your overthinkers, but then you have, and I think what I was talking about earlier, you have people that no matter what they do, they, they find their level of confidence. Like I have a confidence corner in my closet, meaning that that particular part of my wardrobe, if I have to run out to an event or run out and cover something newsworthy, this is when, when blogging, um, I could, whatever I grabbed out of that confidence corner, you know, I wasn't going to have to worry about how it looked, how it fit, whether I could stand uh, in it, whether I could sit in it, you know, all those different things. I knew that I could put that on and be done with that and go on and do what I had to do. Well, now I'm trying to drop a couple of quarantine pounds to get fit, to get back into my confidence corner, which is why I have a delivery today of some produce so I can juice this weekend. But um, it's it's the confidence of it. That's where we're trying to get to. And I'm not, I wanted to share this advice this morning. I just noticed the dog eased in here and fell asleep over in the corner. I really wanted to share this uh, because I, I want to ease their pain uh, because I see the frustration of what they're not, what they are unable to achieve on this one platform. So I suggest the other platform, but I question whether or not I should offer up that advice because I said in 2020 that I was not going to do that this year, that this year was going to be a year where I take my own advice. Because when you do share advice, you want to make sure that you take your own advice because that's the first thing people throw back at you is like, well, are you doing that? And I said, well, and, and, and actually before I even shared it, um, I, I mean, it was something that I am doing and doing very well at it. You know, the couple of different things that I've taken on, like putting content on the new platform, um, taking on the soap making. So I said, if I do share advice, it would be something that I am actually doing and I could show that it's actually working. And, and I only do that because, you know, every day in my inbox, um, somebody is asking, just like I asked that soap maker, um, how does she do, how, cause she's doing how to videos. And I said, well, let me ask this question. And luckily for me, luck. And, and I think this is the only time luck really comes into this. Cause I really felt lucky, lucky when she responded and when we engaged, because it could have, it could have gone everything every day, you know, could go so many, so many different ways, you know, it could go so many different ways, but, um, you know, would you take your own advice? That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to say. Are you taking your own advice? Have you taken your own advice? Has it worked for you? Me? Yes. It's all work for me. Um, there's some things now I'm realizing to listen to others, uh, get beyond the, the flaw in my, behavior that I question it all because I think that's another thing at 23 into this um we we question we we no doubt question you know and you should because and and that's not out of thin air it's not out of thin air it's it's out of experience most of us are acting on what we have experienced um if you have not if you're such a person you've not been out into the world yet but you, through the programming, through the lenses, through the media, through the channels, you've witnessed these things. Because some of us are also uh, reacting to what we think 
what we've seen happen to others. I had to learn something about that lesson very early on, and I had to have a woman to a woman to the younger self conversation. Was I had to say because um, there were things that I witnessed. And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to let that happen to me. And I had to say to myself one day, well, that has never happened to you. But having witnessed certain things over and over and over, your your mind doesn't know it didn't necessarily happen to you. Like people who uh, indulge on certain kinds of content, okay? And, you know, you might like to watch it for the thrill of it, but your brain still goes through the process of protecting you. If you watch something gory and full of violence, your brain thinks that that could happen to you, like us watching all these all these videos with these Karens and things like that. And what happens when you go to the store? You are on guard for Karens. You're ready to knock a Karen out, right? you like, if, if I wish a Karen would. Well, has a Karen ever? Now, I know for me, yes, twice. And and I was live streaming in both moments, you know, when when an entitled Karen felt like she could impede on my life and rights, you know, and I'm like, lady, wrong one, you know. So your body will continuously react to that. Um, so be be mindful of what you're feeding yourself. Like here is a person that I know is will very much so respect the fact of me giving them that advice but my trepidation if that's the word um the reason I didn't want to give it to them is because I have witnessed so many other people getting burned by trying to help others I haven't necessarily been burnt to a crisp I'll say um but yeah burnt to some level um because you know you do see people who who end up, you know, you hear your, hear your words coming out of their mouths, you hear them, you see them doing things that you've done, and they never said, they, they ne- they'll never say they got it from you, and this, that, and the other, you know, that's a, that, that, it's, it's a pain, that, that hurts, it hurts, um, and you've seen people take other people's stuff, you know, what is, I got a thing right here, a whole book is called Steal Like an Artist, you know, and I'm like, wow, that's the thing, in fact, I need to, I need to read that. And here it is. I need to finish it because I've I've skimmed through it. We had it um picked it up when we did the book club um because there are a number of books like that by this artist and a few others and they're just little small tiny books of cliches basically um that people use to rip off other people you know and so and but those are the ones they get it done they get it done and a lot of times kindness you'll get there it's like the tortoise and the hare. You'll finish the race, and you'll finish the race well. You'll finish the race a little behind, but you'll finish it, and you'll feel better at the end. Because think about I said I mentioned sore winners, you know, like people who are were just like straight winning, but they weren't satisfied with it because they didn't get to bowl over enough people along the way. They didn't get to rip off enough people along the way. They didn't get the glory that they thought they would get because they got there and nobody liked them. Like, damn, how'd you get here so fast? You cheated. You can't, you, you know, did you knock all of them down when y'all all could have come together, you know, and they find themselves alone as opposed with the tribe or the audience that they wanted because they didn't do it the right way. And you are out here trying to do it the right way. 
without disadvantaging others, without needing disclaimers and apologies and all of that. I read a, uh, one of the first headlines I saw this morning was people was a headline about somebody being unapologetic. And I'm like, why, what is, how is that even such a thing? Why do you have to even be unapologetic? Meaning, okay, so you knowingly doing something that you know is hurting a population of people, but you're just not going to apologize for it. And that's what this particular article about was about, you know. And it's like, and I remember saying in 2020, some people might just need to apologize with two minutes to go to this, guys. Some, some things people might just need to apologize for. I don't know if being unapologetic is all that good thing because I've seen it used in so many bad scenarios that it that it's really not in the right context anymore. You know, um, there are people out here that that are saying people need to apologize for things that they don't even need. That there should be no. It, it's not unapologetic. It's, it's like no apology required. Some things should be no apology required. Because you're just being you and living yourself, and you're not doing it with any kind of malice. Now, now, when I see the word unapologetic, I wonder, well, what are they doing that there's a level of malice that somebody is deemed necessary and that an apology is necessary? Because sometimes an apology is necessary, right? But that's just it. Are you, are, you know, taking your own advice? I don't know how to end this thing. Um, there's a lot. I've touched on a lot. Touched on a lot. And uh, we'll do it again. But this is Yolanda Dryer Bus. This is how to get out of bed. How to get out of bed. I'm trying to develop a new routine. I'm now trying to podcast here on the couch. And then I need to make sure I get up off the couch. I'm going to go and uh, grab some breakfast, go walk the dog. Hopefully the delivery will be here soon. Well, I can't grab breakfast because the delivery is breakfast. Uh, I'm trying to kick off a weekend of juicing. I did a couple days this week. Immediately I felt better, uh, noticed an immediate difference. So I'm going to double down uh, this weekend because I'm trying to flip the quarantine scales, y'all. It's getting them going too far the other in the wrong direction, absolute wrong direction. Uh, this is not the time to be developing any other underlining conditions, as they say. And so I want to take better care of myself uh, in this quarantine time. And part of that means getting up, getting out of bed. Um, working on my mental, working on my physical, um, as well as uh, living up to accountability, responsibility, literally being being present in life. And that's why I want you to get up out of bed with me and let's go do this thing, y'all. You know that everything that we do is through your support at dryerbuzz.com and now shop dryerbuzz.com. I'm recording this on a Friday and guess what today is? It's $5.00. Friday, it's $5 Friday where there are some items at shopdryerbus.com. If you click on the $5 Friday link, $5 Friday link, you will see what we have available for you. There are uh, some of the soaps that are ready to ship are available for $5 on Fridays. If you have some things in your cart, go look in your cart. They're probably $5, all right? So uh, definitely check check those out. We got also we launched some new soaps uh, this week as we get re- we're adding the soaps as we wrap up July we're adding the soaps now for August getting ready to plan September and October which is going to be your fall soaps so definitely go and get some of the summer soaps they're going to be they're really good um, for that summer skin um, nice nice new fragrances I'll tell you um, we have a wonderful new fragrance out there for men that soap is called dripping in bourbon dripping in bourbon it 
an amazing scent. Oh my goodness. It is wonderful. Wonderfully scented for men, comforting to women. Scented for men and comforting to women. Um, our unscented, naturally scented soaps are on the $5 one. Unscented meaning that it's clearly, we did not add any scent. Naturally scented meaning we, um, added some parades to that, like the honey, um, the apple, the banana. So, and, um, we actually, we finally added, you were asking for the, um, exfoliating soaps. We added, that's going to be ready for August. The oatmeal, honey oatmeal soap is out there. And then we're getting ready to add a poppy seed soap. That's part of something that's being delivered today. Um, so we will have some nice um, parades. And that's, again, those soaps with the parades in it are going to help that summer skin for you. So go and definitely check those out to activate it. Charcoal is, I think, on the on the list as well. So hope to see you guys over at Shop Dryer Buzz and DryerBuzz.com. Guess what? They're both landing in the same place because I want you to check out what we're doing um, during quarantine. And I'll be back. Um, good Lord willing, the creek don't rise in this COVID thing. You know, listen, and y'all say some prayers. Say some prayers uh, about this thing because it's it's getting crazy out here. Uh, how people are pick the way people are picking their battles, you know, it's in it's insane. There's no rhyme, no reason. Take care of you and yours. Do take care of you and yours. Also, uh, families are trying to figure out because uh, a number of schools, I know particularly here in my community, our school system, and other school systems, they're they're starting school back virtually. Um, even though the country is like, oh, open it up, let's just get back to a normal routine. And I'm like, that's crazy. So, but they're only saying uh, for the first nine weeks, and I think they're only saying that because they want to get through flu season because there's no telling what this thing's going to look like flu season. But we, it's really time to make some serious adjustments in how we are living. Like I said, I my groceries are being delivered, y'all. I only have to go out once a week. And I don't say that to say, what are you doing? Um, but there, we are, let me think, overthinking it. We're overthinking it. We're adding too many fears to it. We are not processing this thing well uh, at all. And that, again, comes to whether or not you want to get, like, I was watching a conversation of, I have there's a group from my neighborhood, and I was watching all the parents, you know, just panicking. And I was going to, you know, chime in. I'm like, wait a minute, your kids, you know, was that during that part of life, the kids are out of school. I don't have a kid in school, so I don't have that panic. And even, even if I was at that point, um, I had a, a family structure such that, um, we had a safety net when, you know, if these, we were just prepared. And I think that people are, are unprepared because I, I dealt with, you know, I was a single mom. And so I put safety nets in place when I couldn't be what I need to be and where I needed to be with my children. You know, we had a multi-generational household. I know people don't want to go back to that, but it's time to, it's time to rethink a lot of the things that we are doing, if you think about it, one of the reasons that people couldn't be around the older generation is because, you know, you lived across town and across country. And now with this virus out there, if you weren't already, if you weren't already spending that amount of quality time together, you had to isolate different. And, and I love the fact that some people did say, hey, listen, we got to quarantine together because of where where we are, you know. 
Um, but it is, it's time to rethink. No, it's not time to rethink. It's time to re It's time to implement. Um, we should have been thinking about this. You know, 2020 has been coming for a very long time. And the thing about it, no, we didn't prepare for the viruses uh, that's to come. Um, and we haven't had that in a long time. I, when I was younger, I think the last thing, of course, HIV and AIDS, but even before that, tuberculosis. And then, you know, we had just recently, in recent times, uh, I think it was like they had a couple of cases of like for polio, like uh, disease that came came about, you know. But we had an administration uh, in the we had administrations in the past that kept a handle on this stuff and that really dealt with it. Unfortunately, we had a uh, have an administration now, president now that's preoccupied with ratings and, and a whole bunch of stuff that don't make sense that they dropped the ball on this. But every president has dropped the ball on something. And only a couple of them have dropped the ball to where we saw a substantial amount of loss of life. Um, and and uh, we need for them, like, in the president, and the thing about it is, the president really doesn't even have to deal with it. Like, you appoint people, you know, and this particular president we have now, Donald Trump, he, he appointed just anybody in any position. So a person may have a level of expertise in this, but he got them over there working with that. And then they don't consult over here. So there's not a lot. Of, so listen, that's why a lot of the responsibility of this thing is falling on your governor and your mayors, whereas as they, people have been telling you forever, all politics is local. And the fact that this thing is partisan you better find out what's going on on your local level and we stop watching that television and go and find out what's going on hyper-local, hyper. Now is the time to be hyper-local. That's something that we learned in blogging because you had to identify if, if the content that you provided, is it global, is it national, is it regional, is it local, is it hyper-local, meaning within your zip code, your city, your county, where it truly benefits you. I was watching all this stuff about going on around schools, and then I'm like, wait a minute, a, 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 a decision had come down hyper-local. Like, here's what's going to happen to my neighbor's kids. Whoa, wait a minute, you mean these kids are going to be at home all day, every day for nine more weeks? What can I offer out in my community? How can I be of some of some support? We're extended here, y'all. Um, how can you help? Somebody I saw was somebody posted. There were two different posts. There was one post post where uh, somebody had asked, you know, and I, I guess they phrased it where it triggered triggered something in this person. This person, you know, started ranting and venting and hitting below the belt in their conversation. And I thought, oh, that's just so not warranted because we got to learn how to just take yourself out of the scenario. But, you know, those kinds of those kinds of venting conversations, you know, get a lot of engagement online on social media. And I mean, she said some real nasty things um, because a person had posted you know, can y'all, can somebody help out the parents, the single parents? And she said all kind of nasty comments about people being a single parent. Um, and it was uncalled for. Then there was this other one where there's another group saying, hey, listen, you know, because people who come from a, a sense of community come from a sense of community. Hurt people, hurt people, 
hurt people, okay, and continue to hurt people. Um, but people who come from a sense of a community and a sense of a village is like, listen, how can I contribute to the village, right? And that's just that's something that's natural to some of us. So my thought process, in fact, I uh, message the other person like because I know that there's something that they were looking for to do because they they are they they literally ask you know like like what can we do uh to help at this point I think industries um uh, in fact I had a talk with my daughter her job you know they've been they've been working right on through quarantine because luckily um they launched a retail outside of a mall their store but instead of opening uh, in the malls and, and retail spaces, they opened in a warehouse and just did straight e-commerce. So they are, their business is booming. Um, however, they're thinking about, they started out, you know, with just an eight to five. And they're real, because, you know, in, in the world we were living in before, who wouldn't want to work warehouse, you know, just a good eight to five job and off on the weekends. And I told my daughter, I said, okay, she switched industries, the same industry, because she came out of retail, so she's doing very well in it. Uh, but I told her, I said, I don't know how long that eight to five is going to last, because, you know, now it, there's such a level of logistics that they have to operate uh, from the perspective of logistics. And logistics means getting it to the customer the best way possible. I said, so don't get too comfortable with this eight to five. And now guess what time she's going to work? 5 a.m. Um, because they're 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 now because they lost uh, a large part of their workforce when um, we went on quarantine and lockdown and so forth. And now you know they're looking at ways of how do they get their workforce back because people have had to be home with their children. When my children were young, you know I worked days, daddy worked nights. We started we exchanged in the driveway, changed the kids in the driveway, you know. Uh, and how, okay, can they be home? But I'm, I'm stuck in traffic. Can they be home by themselves for 10 minutes? I said, well, you know, I'm stuck in Atlanta traffic. So go ahead, take them to my grandmother's, you know, I'll, I'll just go that way. You go ahead and go I'll I'll grab them from over there. You know, um, we had those things. So I'm going to share some of that because I know that there are people who are trying to figure this thing out. And they haven't witnessed that kind of living. Just like my generation, you know, we had to go back and borrow some things from the Great Depression and from the boomers and so forth. And we've got, there there's several generations behind us now that didn't witness that. And they don't know that this is how, oh, this is how you got this done? Yeah. My kids didn't, my kids went to the daycare once upon a time. But for the most part, I was like, no, I'm not liking how they're turning out in the, in the child care, you know, my kids used to love when they had to go to daycare because they got a, the, the whole socialization or when they got to go to after school care, right? But then I was like, no, I want them home. I want them home. I want them in their own space. And so we, we it's like, hey, grandma, come on, let's do this, right? And uh, and so that, that just turned out better individuals. It turned out wonderful individuals. Um, but I needed to do something that was individualized. Um, and I, cause I moved to a community where it wasn't really a thing there, there were some daycares around, but for the most part, I found a community with, that had the lifestyle, um, that I wanted to live. And that's another thing people, some people might have to think about relocating. And I know a number of people have done that because, you know, because of the economy, but now it's time to think about it 
for your family. You know, um, if you are finding that you are now at a disadvantage at any level, fix it. Go ahead and fix it. Don't try to suffer through it because suffering through it, the outcome won't be, it won't end well. This won't end well if it's going to tear away at your spirit, disrupt your mind, um, you know, hurt your heart. You know, it's not worth it at that level. Work together. Uh, now is the time, you know, we, we got away from knowing our neighbors. You know, I've got new neighbors. I was like, look, let me just go ahead and say hello. Um, we, we're all home together. We're starting to wave more. We're starting to talk more. We know now we see each other. Like we, 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 I go walk the dog. I see the same, we, we're speaking, we're waving, you know, something, there's something, maybe this is happening because on the other side of this is something amazing in spite of the Kevins and the Karens. Okay. In spite of, in spite of Trump, you know, uh, in spite of where we are right now, this is a disruption and it's a disruption. Why? How is it that we are, we, we are, are, are that a vibe we have, that we cannot be around each other because we are contaminated. It's because we weren't around each other. In the, like those who are, who are around each other, they, they're good. They're good. Really, like seriously. Right? Because they're already in spaces together. You know, it's amazing. You got to look at this thing and, and find find the positive voices. Learn how to discern between the negative voices and the positive voices. And if you don't know what that means, how does it feel? How do you feel when you engage with certain people? Get your journal out and note that that pain, you know, like, man, when I get through talking with this person, I got to have to process a lot, you know. Or when I talk with that person, I feel good. Like when I saw that 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 the soap maker answered my question and then we engaged, that felt good. It freed me because she was like, I never do that. And I was like, man, I I overthinking this thing for 24 to 72 hours. And it's like, oh, okay, well, just don't do it. If it takes 72 hours for you to get over that, don't do that. <laughs> if that's going to consume your life, for 24 to 72 hours, don't do it. Because guess what? The outcome's still going to be the same. It's still going to be the same. But you would have free. I freed myself up for 72 hours, y'all, just by not overthinking something for three whole days, waiting for it to turn out. Go ahead and address it. Deal with it. Find the answer that you need and free yourself. All right, I'm over. I'm over 15, a little bit more than that, uh, almost 17 minutes. And uh, I do thank you so much for listening. And again, I'm going to invite you to go check out uh, Five Dollar Fridays, Five Dollar Fridays, and also we have free shipping if you um, purchase items. Uh, if your order totals twenty dollars or more, so lots going on, lots going on. Okay, and uh, again, I'm going to. Um, People are still asking about the lemonade. With this the delivery today, uh, I will see how things turn out, um, and maybe I will have some lemonade to offer as well. Um, reason why, let me say this, why we switched to Fridays is because the open-air market has returned on Tuesday, and so I will be out, hopefully, uh, if I get over my anxiety of filling out this form, 
um, we'll be out at the market on on Tuesday. I'll get ready for that. And those are gonna those look like those are gonna go. Luckily here in Georgia, we have such great weather throughout uh, a lengthy season uh, across seasons. And so I'm gonna definitely get out there and try it because I had not done it in a while. But there's some other things I guess I need to pull together. So get ready for that. So I'll be out and about on Tuesdays, okay? All right, I'm excited. I hope you're excited. I'm out of bed. I hope you get out of bed as well. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.